Hello, and welcome to Zig When They Zag, a podcast for business leaders obsessed with growth. This episode was recorded for our September 2020 blogcast, and it's a little bit of a hard topic to make upbeat. My co-host, Kevin Ring, and I wanted to talk about what it looks like in the future when you don't invest in marketing. We take a look at a shrinking market share, and we look at negative ROI consequences and how that feels to a business. Our hope is that you walk away wanting to do something about it. Enjoy. Hey, there was some good news. Guess what the good news was? Yeah, I've been waiting for good news for things to like get moving. And this yeah. morning on Marketplace, they uh, KPMG, that's the name of the consulting company, right? They did a right. survey of CEOs and um, like all the CEOs said they're planning on growth. Most of them are going to see at least 5% or more this year. There's only like one out of eight, whatever the stat was, that said that they might be stagnant. So I was like, thank you. That's encouraging. <laughs> yeah, I wanted something like that to come out sooner than later. Yeah. So um, that was great. Neil, do we need to record on our own devices? I will let you two draw straws as to who is going to record. I would appreciate it if one of you did. Uh, I just, already did. Just as a backup, but uh, it's not 100% necessary. Okay. Well, I don't have permission to record, so. Oh, well, it's already happening on my end, so we good. Is it happening on Neil's end? It, yes. It appears to be. One can never tell with these things. <laughs> it's okay. We can, we can, if we have to redo it, we can redo it. <laughs> These are heavily scripted. Um, don't ever tell anyone this, but we actually have a team of writers who uh, work around the clock putting this together. Um, so we did a table read last night after a, a couple of uh, days of them pulling all-nighters, a lot of cigarettes, a lot of donuts. And um, I think they've really done some really brave things with Jessica's character for this next season. So I'm really excited. Um, now, granted, I think they are maybe writing me out of the show because I have currently some contract negotiations that I'm going through and they're kind of positioning it to go either way, um, which is understandable. I can't complain about that. But um, maybe they'll kill me off and maybe my... Uh, evil twin director of strategy will show up later bum, in a bum, future bum. episode. Hello. I am <laughs> not Kevin. I am Ken, and I am here to talk to you about strategy. Your evil twin is culturally insensitive. <laughs> I know it's the most evil thing you can do right now is to do... Ethnic voices. I actually don't Re know. Reel it, reel it back in. <laughs> Maybe if I did like Sesame Street voices. Ah, yes, we are going to count all of the marketing strategies. One, ah, 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 two. That's the count from Sesame Street. No, no one. I, I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also present on this call. Thanks for the encouragement. Uh, oh, man, right. that's, that's exciting news. Um, 
So business leaders are business optimistic leaders are optimistic about how the year is going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they didn't say what size the company was uh, that of the CEOs that they interviewed. Um, because I think you and I can kind of tell in the small to mid market size that there's some hesitation going on. And so I think that's why we want to talk about the cost of doing nothing. And then we're going to do another episode about whether or not now's the right time. So, yeah, yeah. I think one of the biggest challenges and differences for, uh, you know, main street versus wall street is the, the bets, um, are way more riskier, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Wall Street continuously gets bailed out. They have a ton of cash, all these things. Like the companies that we work with, the the CEO knows every person who works for the company. Like it's mm-hmm. not a easy uh, decision to make where you take that risk. And that, that ultimately means the people that you love and care about their jobs. So mm-hmm. um, definitely recognize the weight of it. But yeah. definitely want to dig in and, and, and kind of walk through that, right? Because that's the responsibility of leadership. Is that's right. You're in this position. So uh, for for this conversation, how do you want to start? Like, what do you think is is kind of the most important point? Or how do you think yeah. about, you know, the decisions that you're making in this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm highly empathetic, right? Because I'm a founder and I run the company. So I've got most of my money tied up in this venture. So you end up making choices. Uh, You know, what do I need to do to protect my family? What do I need to do to protect the business? And then you start thinking about each individual and their stories and what they need for them to have a good life. You feel responsible for all of it. So it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to pull the trigger on big investments right now. And, uh, you know, I would say our services are a medium sized investment, you know, for a lot of businesses. Um, and a lot of people want to do something because they feel the opportunities right around the corner. I think instinctually, they're a good business owner. They understand that investing now would, might make a difference in their business. Uh, but the reality of the family, the company, and the people in it, it's just, it's a lot. And so I think they get a little bit stuck. But I want to talk about what happens when you don't do anything. Um, yeah. Because that's a real risk. And I actually think it's riskier to do nothing and get stuck than it is to uh, try. Right? So yeah. Um, one of my favorite quotes from... Uh, one of the blogcasts I listen to is um, action yields information is what one of the guys always says. And it's true. You, if you do something, you learn from it, good or bad, right? And I, entrepreneurs, I think, understand this uh, better than a lot of people because they are risk takers in general. Um, but for some reason with the marketing stuff, they feel safer not doing anything sometimes than actually trying it. And I think every day you're not trying to grow 
you're not getting any brand value out of any activities you're doing, especially now since we can't go out in person, there's no events, there's not this like, you know, let's go grab happy hour drinks or golf or the things that other people might lean on for sales. Yeah. So you have to be doing something to grow your brand and keep it in front of people. Um, so that's a given, but they're not doing anything because they're just nervous about the, the cash thing. And I think you're going to be sorry next year because you didn't do something this year is really what it's going to end up being. Unfortunately. Sorry, that sounds so threatening. Like it, you're <laughs> going to be sorry next year, mm -hmm. but I mean, hopefully they have, true. they have peers who would actually say that to them. Right. Yeah, no. And it's, and it doesn't have to be our services. It could be, you know, anything, but I'm just, when you have the opportunity to kind of strategically grow your business, you see the opportunity for, uh, what are the three buckets we always talk about? Innovation, um, growth, growth. Yeah. Yeah. And implementing new marketing systems. Yeah. So you've got those three opportunities. If your company is doing okay right now in 2020, and you have the money to spend on one of those or all three of those things, um, and you're not doing it, you're going to lose market share to the companies that did decide to pull the trigger. Yeah. And everybody's got competition in one form or another. And so I want to talk about what happens when you lose market share and what uh, negative ROI looks like and feels like inside of a business. Because I think it happens so slowly <laughs> that maybe owners and company uh, CEOs don't even realize it's really happening. Yeah. And it can be crushing and it's hard to come back from, right? Usually companies in that spiral have to replace a bunch of leadership and, and do something completely different. So Yeah, something drastic. I know one of the things that's really hard is, is business as usual is comforting. But the mm -hmm. problem is that the world doesn't continue as usual. The world is constantly evolving and your competitors right. aren't doing business as usual. Yeah. They're searching for ways to steal your share of the market. So I think that's really good. Yeah. So when I think about um, gaining market share, I mean, it seems so dumb, but if you work with a financial investor and, you know, they say, you know, I got to ride the stock market, you know, and be a long-term thinker about everything and that the market will dip, but there's an advantage to investing the same amount or more during a dip, right? Because mm -hmm. you get to literally buy up more shares of things that you're investing in. Marketing works the same way. Yeah. So right now there's a dip um, and your competitors might not be spending as much or they might be spending more. But the truth is acquiring attention right now, um, you can invest a little bit and it'll go a long way, especially I haven't been doing it um, this entire time. So I like to think about that when I think about, well, does this seem like the right time to advertise or do... Uh, a bigger push on social media, or does it seem like the right time to do Google AdWords? I mean, maybe everybody else is kind of tuning back to how much they're spending. So maybe I can tune back how much I'm spending. No, I think you should turn it up actually, because you can acquire more for less yeah. during a period like this. And so there's a real opportunity right now that people are missing out on if they don't get started. Yeah. I think that that's so true. I think people, uh, project the the difficulty of this time universally and mm -hmm. what's really going on is that consumer behaviors have shifted 
but they haven't completely withdrawn. There is a lot of uncertainty, but really what is effective uh, in all types of customer relationships right now is, is customers want stability, they want hope, they want normalcy. Mm-hmm. And our clients actually have a great opportunity to just provide that additional comfort mm-hmm. um, by capturing their attention. And so it's not, these are difficult times and we're here with you and therefore your garbage pickup will be socially distant from your house. Like no one, no one wants to hear that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's, it's relevant. It's helpful. It's, but it's not, it's not providing and digging into that deeper value that companies want. So now is the time. That's right. And so I think there should be a little bit of, um, fear driving some of this because I think if you are dependent on your brand being seen at the event or your brand being seen on the truck or the brand being noticed because employees were in the office and the, you know, that was around, um, if you're a B2B and none of that's happening right now, it might feel like in this very moment, you're not losing anything, but it's a very slow erosion of your brand equity in the marketplace that happens over time. And what you're laying the groundwork for is for somebody else to come in with a better strategy and kind of get their brand in front of your customers. So the kind of the worst part of losing market share is that anything that you had with existing customers and existing brand equity starts to lose a little bit of power and it's so Mm -hmm. slow you don't even know what's happening because in those moments where you think everything's good and you decide I'm going to pull back or not really spend any money on marketing, it's just happens without you even knowing it. Right. Yeah. And we have yeah. really great clients that will say, Hey, we're doing great. And when you're doing great, that's when you invest in more marketing, right? It's not, Oh, we're doing fine. I'm just going to turn it down. <laughs> No, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the analogy to investing is so good. And, and mm-hmm. the advice is always like, when's the best time to invest yesterday? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I remember, you know, finally getting uh, some money and, and the advice is like, well, if you had started in your 20s, you'd have this much by now. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. great. Where were you in my 20s? And it's the same thing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because marketing is a is a is a nurturing investment. It mm-hmm. needs consistent time to grow, mm-hmm. um, and so you can be six months from now in the same boat and not have done anything. That's right. Or you can have six months of traction under your belt. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, what I worry about long term for businesses that uh, maybe felt like they were doing fine this year and were writing all of the great activities they had pre-COVID, that they start to feel the little instances of negative ROI start to pop up in their, in their company next year. And so I think about like the outlook and I think there will be a real divide that happens maybe next year where businesses that invested and kept their eyes focused on growth really rise to the top. And we're going to see a lot of acquisition of companies that maybe were really struggling that didn't make those investments um, or they'll just go away. 
And the negative ROI consequences you usually see, I mean, well, think about what you get when you have good ROI on your business activities, right? You get to invest in innovation, grow your staff. You know, companies that have good ROI usually can afford a nice layer of management that's making sure that the quality of work is excellent coming out of that company, right? And so when you start losing that and it's happened so slowly again, it's going to be a little bit of like, loss of that management layer in your company thing. And it's going to be a little bit of like, well, we'll just delay that program because we can't really afford it right now. You know, oh, that great idea we had, we can't do it until next year. And then it's just, the company gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And we see it at enterprise levels all the time. We can write term papers on the stuff that happens there. Um, yeah. But with small business, unfortunately, it's small to medium-sized business. It only takes a couple of years for that to really eat away. And yeah. so don't let it happen. If you've got marketing, I mean, just keep going because <laughs> you're buying up shares right now cheaper than you did last year. Yeah. Um, and you haven't started, then you should start. No, I know one of the things that, um, you know, so as, as uh, heading up our new business and business development, one of the things that's been really interesting is just seeing the subtle shift of the way that we help our clients solve these problems. And mm -hmm. a lot of what is important in, in how to approach where companies are right now is, is kind of a, a, a planning phase. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, all of our clients go through their planned annual phases where they do their strategy and they make their plan for the year and, um, you know, gearing up for that in a couple of months. But the reality is, is that the environment has shifted so much mm -hmm. that really you need to and have the opportunity to say, okay, how have our goals shifted? Uh, what does that mean then in terms of, of where to make the investment? Because I think that's the other hard part too, is mm -hmm. um, you know, plans were put in place for a whole different business environment. And so maybe mm -hmm. it even is just making a little investment to shift, right? So mm -hmm. we can't do, we can't put our name at the end bet, at the event. So what are some creative ways to do that? And, and that's a lot of the work that we're doing right now is just walking clients through that discovery of, yeah, let's figure it out together. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, there isn't a one size fit all solution for these things. Unfortunately, I wish there was, because then we just write a book and be done with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for us being able to sit down and walk through and hear what the business goals are and dig into those and, and to partner together to come up with some appropriate and actionable strategies is, is extremely helpful to help um, take that first step into yeah. capturing the opportunity right now. Yeah. And I think what's great about some of the conversations we've had this year too is businesses who are genuinely interested in understanding how consumers become qualified leads online especially when they really only understood it through in-person conversations through sales team, right? Yeah. And uh, if they're a services business, then it's all about that expertise in person, those initial consultations and helping the relationship build. And so this year, more than ever, we've had people coming in and really wanting to understand, so what does that look like online? Because they need to understand it because it's harder to get that traditional face-to-face, -face, right? Yeah. And so it forced a lot of digital transformations of uh, client acquisition, which yeah. I think is good because it's just it's cheaper <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> long run.
Yeah. So if I were to to kind of wrap this up in a pretty mm -hmm. little bow, yeah. I agree wholeheartedly with you, Jessica. I think now is the time you have to act mm -hmm. because inaction is a decision in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And to your point, inaction means that next year you're going to be in a worse off place mm -hmm. because someone else has taken your customers from you. Yeah. I think what I'd love to do is, you know, I'm, I'm assuming everybody's walking away from this, like really motivated, ready yeah. to go. Fired up. But doesn't know what to do. So maybe let's talk about after this, what that next step is, right? Like, how do you actually decide? Because I think we're having a lot of conversations where people know they need to do something mm -hmm. and then they, they back off because it's overwhelming. And so I kind of want to dig into that a little bit. Yeah, this that's has been exciting. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, let's do that. Yeah, Thanks, let's Kevin. do that. Oh, thank you, Jessica. <laughs> thank you for your insight. All right. <laughs> Always happy to provide insight. There she goes, ended. providing insight again. <laughs> we didn't even I'm ask a, for it this time. <laughs> I bet your daughter's like, Mom, could you seriously stop providing me insight right now? I'm just trying to watch a show. Stop consulting me. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm just adding value wherever I see there's opportunity. Okay, we should end. Okay. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening. Check us out on our website at hotdogmarketing.net slash zigzag. You'll find more information and you can watch the video series there. You can tweet me anytime at Jessica underscore markets. Rate us and find more episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again.